Hi, this is Ryan Daniel Moran. My website is freedomfastlane.com, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. And I really want to help you uh, by inviting guests onto this show who can really inspire us from their their journey. And so it's with great pleasure today that I have a guest called Carl Killian. Uh, He has an awesome app. Just go and visit the App Store now and search for the app Sweetness. Uh, Sweetness as in uh, the, I guess, the sweet that you would get in a hotel, uh, S-U-I-T-E, Sweetness. Uh, He's the co-founder of that app. It's a lovely looking app, an absolutely awesome app, and it helps you live like a celebrity rock star. And so that's the aim of this podcast is to turn you into a celebrity podcaster, a celebrity uh, and so uh, it's with great pleasure, uh, Carl. Thanks for joining us on the App Guy podcast. Well, thanks, Paul. It's great to be here. So tell us how you came up with this great idea uh, for the app, uh, Sweetness. I mean, I, I love the app. Uh, I've been on it. Um, next time I'm in Vegas, I am definitely booking a suite because uh, I want to live like a, a celebrity rock star. How did you uh, come up with the idea and, and talk us through in a few minutes, just, you know, kind of the inspiration behind that? Yeah, well, we we actually have been on kind of a long road. We started off um, originally. Our, our what we were working on is helping people to collaborate on booking flights and hotels together. Uh, so we were a site called Flights with Friends, and uh, last year we added in uh, the penthouses that are not available anywhere else. Like you can't get them on the bookings or Expedia's or the Pricelines of the world, um, but they're really amazing for groups. If you have you know six people going, you want to you normally get like three separate hotel rooms. You could get a three-bedroom suite for about the same price, but uh, the amenities are amazing. You get your own butler, limo service, sometimes your own swimming pool. It's um, so we added those in, and it it almost immediately became the largest portion of our business. And people um, were really excited about um, getting access to these suites that they couldn't uh, book previously. Um, so we we decided uh, early this year to focus 100% on that. Uh, so that's when we uh, uh, rebranded ourselves as, as Sweetness and we launched our iOS application. And uh, we've been growing uh, faster than we can handle ever since. That is a wonderful story. And we'll definitely go into that because I think we can learn immediately from your opening statement that, that really... We, it's the best thing to do is to listen and to look at the stats and to what the best features are from the users. And it reminds me of the one of my earlier guests was talk, talking through the uh, launch of Instagram when it first came out. And it wasn't nothing to do with a photo sharing app. It was some kind of uh, social media around uh, bars and cafes. But they noticed that within Instagram, uh, now that it's called, uh, that there was this enormous uh, appetite to share photos. And of course, they then rebranded themselves and become the world famous Instagram. So um, what I'm learning immediately is it's so important to take note of what's happening with the app, where it's being used the most, what features are being used. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, my background coming from 
working on product at places like Yelp and Apartment List and whatnot, that was really my job at those companies is to talk to our customers, listen to what they're saying, um, use tools um, to be able to track the analytics and see where people are going and, and what's actually happening. And um, it's, you know, being in the Valley, uh, the pivot is kind of the, the classical, you know, what everyone uh, uh, talks about here. And uh, it's, you know, sometimes pivots aren't necessary, but um, if your customers are telling you, um, that they really, really like a portion of what you're doing. You should really listen to them and, and focus as much as you can. Well, let's go into some details because there's a, a whole bunch of indie app developers listening to this right now who are thinking about their apps and would love to know what it takes to pivot and, and to actually then rebrand the app. So perhaps you could talk us through that moment in time when you realized that when you put this new feature on the app, that that, that became the most attractive part of the app. Did you take down the entire app and then relaunch it? You know, perhaps you could just talk, talk us through some of the details there. Yeah, that's it's actually a, a kind of a painful process because uh, as developer, uh, as developers, we you know we become really attached to the the code that we create and all the you know amazing solutions that we come up with, and um, so it's it is like uh, losing a child. It's uh, well, not obviously not that severe. But, I uh, no, yeah, I could, I could, I've got two kids; they're aged four, and I do actually know that uh, when you get attached to something that you know, like an app, it is it is like losing a a kid. Although that's I guess that's probably a little bit far fetched, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. It's uh, so we we actually yeah we we completely uh, scrapped a hundred percent of the code that we developed for Flies with Friends, which was was you know very painful. It was a year of development and um, some really amazing stuff in there. But um, people were telling us that they've just uh, you know the the part that we thought was amazing wasn't the part that they really thought that they really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, we we completely scrapped the old site um, and uh, started with a completely new code base because it was, um, you know, a very different process. P previously, people would um, have to go through a pretty long uh, chain of events to finally arrive at booking these suites, and now we just immediately dive into, you know, what type of suite do you need and and tailoring um, your requests to uh, your particular needs. So, um, Carl, yeah. Carl, let's pick up on that point where you were just saying people were telling us. How were they getting in touch with you? How they were? How were they telling you? You know, through the, your feedback. Oh well, it's the there's a few channels that I always um, like. I, I think are kind of like a bare minimum that you should have as um, when you're just starting out. And one is is allowing real time chat with your users, um, and so that's that's always a feature that we have. Um, so that if someone has a question while they're in the process, they can get in contact with you immediately and you can have a conversation. And uh, I think I've learned probably the most from that. Um, and the second is that we, we also um, hire people to just use the app uh, through a number of different ways, like uh, usertesting.com and services like that, as well as in-person testing where we sit down with people and get there, you know, so we can observe body language or, you know, hear their thought process. And then the third, which is uh, more abstract, but a you know, larger set of numbers is, you know, metrics tools like um, uh, Google Analytics and um, Mixpanel and criticism and, and tools like that. That's wonderful. So uh, when you say like someone, 
emails you or gets in touch with you that are, they're currently using the app, that you will then immediately like have a discussion with them, well, I guess over Skype or a telephone, and, and just sit down and, and really understand what they're, they're going through and, and get lots of feedback from them and, and make a note of that. Is, that. is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. We actually use text chat, um, so more like Olark and tools uh, along those lines. Um, and it's really your. I, I feel one of your jobs as a founder is uh, one of the most important jobs is customer support. Um, so it's it's getting out there, talking to your customers, and um, especially if they really want to talk to you at that moment. That's where um, always having on my phone, I always have the ability to you know be respond to any of these messages and um it not only improves like sales from you know things from a sales perspective but i think it also um just improves people's happiness and the the more likelihood that they're gonna hey say you know why don't you download this app sweetness i had such a great experience i talked to the guy that started it and um people really love the the personal touch that you can provide in that scenario yeah, no, I totally resonate with what you're saying. I mean, I'm getting a lot more traction just with the stuff that I'm doing through personal connection with people. And I believe that, you know, we're obviously living life online and a lot of people are becoming desensitized to the whole uh, social media. And, and maybe, you know, we do need to go back to just having conversations with people, you know, like the, uh, it's a little bit old fashioned, but you get so much more information from it. Uh, and and so, did you have to take down the uh, previous app and then uh, write write a new app and then upload that into uh, to the app stores? Yeah, well, actually, the previously it was just a, a web app, and so our um, so we started off as just a web app because that's uh, you know a lot of our development and coding and product backgrounds were on the web, and um, so it's you know much quicker for us to be able to put something out with also without having to deal with Apple as a, a gatekeeper. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot lot faster churn because you know we believe in you know every single week we need to have a new version out there. We need to be trying new things and seeing what's happening. Um, so it's but we actually decided to go with an app um, and a completely new code base because the flow was so different, but also um, to take down the old one because the because of the customer support we we, we like to do um, it's definitely it's you can't just let it languish and start getting worse and you know a connection to you know a service provider goes down you need to go and fix that so it's it's being able to focus a hundred percent on sweetness was important so that's why we we had to shut down. Uh, what we were working on previously, which is, um, you know, some people were sad. So we, uh, uh, because they still had trips that they were planning. Um, so we uh, allowed anyone that had already created a trip to use the app until they finished their planning. Um, so we had uh, a few users that had to take advantage of that. Oh, I see. So you had a transition period. And then I can see on the app as well. Did you choose uh, iOS first before Android? Yeah, we the actually yes. Yeah, so I, I guess I, I forgot to mention the reason that we decided to go with an app is that so many of the people that were using Flights with Friends previously were on mobile, and we could just see that that trend was increasing uh, all the time. And and I would say even at a faster rate than the rest of the hospitality industry um, thinks that it's going to grow at. I, th I think it's going to grow at an incredible pace. Um, so yeah, we decided to go iOS only because that was um, the vast majority of our users. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, I would say by the beginning of next year, 
uh, we'll have an Android version as well. And um, uh, unfortunately, as our, our development team being very small, uh, we don't have anyone that's familiar with Android. So we have to a learn Android <laughs> and then <laughs> b actually publish for it. Yeah, so that, I guess that answers my next question, which is when you did decide to uh, develop for iOS, then you must have uh, developed in Objective-C, iOS, uh, Xcode, because uh, you do get some cross-platform uh, solutions out there. But uh, looking at your app, it doesn't seem that that's been used. You actually used the, the native code. Actually, well, so interesting enough, we actually didn't. Um, that uh, We are using Ruby Motion, so it gets compiled to native code. Um, so we, we um, I, I've done a lot of Objective C work in the past, but uh, I do love Ruby a lot more. And Ruby Motion is this amazing combination because uh, I get to write in Ruby, and it all gets compiled to native Objective C bytecode. Um, so I get to live in my happy place of nice developer tools, like just using a text editor and the simulator, um, and extremely fast development uh, there. Um, but it's still uh, 100% native to the end user, that there's no difference um, once it's compiled between the application I wrote than someone would have written in Objective-C with Xcode. Yeah, no, that's amazing, actually, because that app looks beautiful. I mean, I've written a lot of apps on uh, Titanium Studio by Accelerator in, in JavaScript. And as you say, it's just a little bit more comfortable when you're using a language that you're more familiar with. And uh, yeah, that, that looks like it's done. You've done a really good job. So, so uh, how can we find out a little bit more about Ruby Motion? Um, well, there's actually the nice thing about Ruby Motion is that the community is just amazing, and so they um, are extremely welcoming, extremely helpful, and uh, it's a lot like uh, Ruby on Rails was circa 2006. Uh, so it's it's still very new. Um, there, people are trying to decide on the best patterns to to develop. Um, so there's a lot of discussion still going on. They recently just had a conference. So if you go to Hipbyte's website, uh, which I believe is just RubyMotion.com, um, you can see the from their um, Motion Conf, which just happened here in San Francisco like a month or two ago. They have um, free videos from all the sessions, uh, a lot of great blog posts, and you can really get um, a flavor for um, how the whole process works with Ruby Motion, and, and the nice thing is they actually at that conference announced that they have an Android version uh, in beta now that they'll be releasing by the end of the year. So you can use um, a lot of the same Ruby code you wrote for iOS on Android with Ruby Motion, which uh, means that obviously now with Android and all the updates from Google I/O, uh, I/O it does mean that uh, we could potentially see sweetness on uh, our wristwatches and our Google Glass, <laughs> which is going to be really <laughs> exciting. I, it's actually I hadn't even thought of it that way. Yeah, that actually w w would be kind of interesting to see because the. Um, the really one of the amazing benefits that we have seen with going mobile is that we can touch um, the user's experience while they're actually on location. So we can do things uh, like let you know if one of your friends that will be joining you at the hotel, their flight is running late. And um, so being able to send push notifications when it's actually important to the users is something that um, we think it's just a huge advantage in mobile is that we can allow people to stay in the moment, um, but give them the information that they need and want. 
Well, Carl, you could all, almost uh, use uh, maybe some of the new APIs coming out from the awesome Yo app, which is uh, the stupid <laughs> app that's come out that is uh, a zero character communication uh, device. Uh, the I don't know if you've come across Yo, but it's so stupid, but it's being picked up by uh, the press and quite a lot of uh, getting, getting quite a lot of attention right now. I didn't know I had an API that would. Oh, uh... Well, it, it doesn't yet, but I can imagine that you know they can come out and maybe uh, in the future, you know, you can just yo people uh, that are getting a suite or something. I don't, I don't know. It's just thinking off the top of my head here. Um, now, you, <laughs> so you you decided to. Um, I'm looking at the app now. You're gone for Las Vegas. Is uh, I'm guessing that's the most popular um, uh, destination for booking suites. Yeah, it's uh, it's not only the most popular, but there's the most available. Um, every major resort there, and we've partnered with uh, all of the uh, five-star plus resorts there, um, have a, a large section of penthouses, which is confusing that the penthouses are usually like the top five floors of the building, uh, but uh, right. uh, there, there's a lot of that inventory available there. Uh, but next we'll be adding in um, New York, Miami, and Los Angeles, and then our first international cities after that will be Macau and Dubai. Oh, Dubai. Well, I mean, I spend four months every year over in Dubai. So if you need a, a beta tester for the suites over in Dubai, uh, then I'd, I'd happily go and visit the Atlantis or, uh, you know, the Burj Khalifa um, or the Burj Al Arab. They're some of the best hotels in the world. And I can, I can only imagine what the suites must be like because the rooms themselves are phenomenally uh, wonderful. So the, I think one of the suites at the Atlantis is something like $20,000 per night. Yeah, actually, it's uh, we, we've had a few bookings where that they were that expensive, around twenty thousand a night. Um, but yeah, the 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 um, penthouses in Dubai are um, just beyond epic, where they're uh, a, a world unto themselves with uh, amenities and uh, luxuries that uh, uh, are just just incredible. It's uh, it, it definitely will be a very interesting space for us to be in. Yeah, there's a lot of bling there. It's like Las Vegas with the bling, but without the gambling, which is, uh, it's kind of a crazy place. So you as a co-founder, you what a great app. I mean, do you get to go to Vegas and, and test out some of the suites as the co-founder? I mean, and do some of the product testing? Definitely. We, uh, and as a team, we get to do that as well. But uh, I have a, a two-year-old, so that actually gets to be a, a little bit less than I would like. Um, <laughs> but it, so, it, but it's uh, yeah, we get uh, a lot of great access, and um, sometimes even just being able to um, see an event that's happening in one of those suites is a lot of fun because the um, a lot of people use these um, suites not for sleeping, but just for hosting a, a party for a night or. Um, it, like if there's a conference going on, kind of creating like an uh, outside the conference uh, exposition space. So it's definitely interesting to see them getting used that way, where it's, um, you know, some of them have like a capacity of 600 people, but only two beds, because uh, they're just really not designed for sleeping. It sounds like you've probably got a lot of stories there as well of people booking. Because I, I can imagine that, you know, there's a lot of the general public who would like to book uh, as a celebrity. But I'm sure that all, also celebrities like saving money as well. And I, I seem to remember Aerosmith, Aerosmith having um, uh, one of those um, kind of big sessions there on one of the penthouses. I think it may be an MGM in Vegas where they I believe that they may have a bowling, bowling alley in one of the... Uh, 
in one of the big penthouses. But uh, yeah, Palms has a, a bowling alley. Hard Rock has one now. Uh, MGM, there's there's one in the, So yeah, they're they're actually they're those basketball courts, um, full size pools that are cantilevered over the edge of the building, twenty stories up in the air. Um, nightclubs. Uh, they they really have a, a a lot going on. Some of the it's actually I would say almost all of these uh, um, suites are larger than my house. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, what a what a great app and what a great uh, you know idea. And I think what I'm learning from this and and what what I want the apps to try to take away from this is that you know maybe sometimes it is worth uh, going up the ladder with regards to. Uh, appealing to perhaps a, a higher tier uh, product or um, you know more, a more expensive uh, type of service, um, because there's many of the things that we do trying trying to compete with you know the, the bigger um, retailers and, and and maybe there seems to be you know a, a obviously some kind of trend towards using your smartphone to actually book some of these quite luxurious things. Yeah, it's definitely, it's um, the nice thing about the smartphone in general is that you're going to, um, at least on iOS, that the demographics work out, um, that it is a consumer that uh, has more disposable income, um, even to, to buy the device in the first place. Uh, so it's definitely, it's, um, it's, a, it's nice to tackle the market that's already using the device that you're developing for. So, Cal, there's um, a lot of the apps to tribe listening are in jobs that they don't particularly like. Uh, I used to be in one I didn't particularly like as well. And we are inspired by, um, you know, the idea of being a co-founder, the idea of founding a startup company. I mean, clearly San Francisco or uh, Silicon Valley is where all the action seems to be happening. What is it like in your daily average, uh, average day? Uh, uh, what's, what's it like being a co-founder? Oh, it's a roller coaster. It's uh, you can uh, spend uh, one hour feeling like you're going to take over the world, and the next moment, uh, wondering uh, you know how you'll how your company will ever survive. And uh, it's like that every single day. Um, it's uh, definitely um, the the highs are very high, and the the lows can get somewhat low. So it's. Uh, it's it's a pretty high pressure environment because every decision you're making is is pretty pretty pivotal, um, which is actually you know I think one of the nice things about it is that um, you, that what you're doing really does matter uh, and you're not just working on um, you know a, a slice of a slice of a really big pie you're working on everything um, so you get to experiment all over the place and. Um, you know, there's definitely risk, but there's there's a there's a great reward as the as the possibility as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of a past guest as well. We had uh, Dave Baggett on, who's just founded a company called Inky, and I believe he made uh, most of his money selling his travel uh, app to uh, Google for a, a lot of money. And uh, yeah, so if you do get that right, then. Um, then I guess that there is a big reward at the end of the day in terms of a payout from a, a buyout from from a likes of Google or an IPO. Um, do, do you have like an end goal in mind? Well, really, for, it's a. I think that yeah, there is the the concept of the there can be the explosive. You know, this is the great event at the end. But I think what's amazing about the app ecosystem is that um, as an indie developer, you can really. 
um, create a, a good business for yourself and, and grow it organically. And, and that's where we are at now is that we're, you know, just growing completely organically. We're not uh, marketing at all. We're just, um, you know, our, our customers come in from our other customers. Um, and I, I think that's one thing that's great uh, is that you can write something, get it out there and get it in front of a lot of people really easily. Um, but yeah, for, for us in the future, we see, um, uh, seeing how we can accelerate our growth. Um, it, it's the, the, it's very difficult to line up each individual city. Um, and so part of what we'll be doing next is, uh, adding real time pricing. Uh, so with our partnerships, instead of having you, having you wait for 24 or 48 hours while uh, we get the prices for the suites, we'll actually be able to instantly tell you these are the suites that are available, these are the prices, um, which is something that's never been done uh, with these types of suites before. They're, they're just not online at all. Um, so that will be a, a big change for us, and we see it um, eventually that we can become the destination for people that like to travel in luxury, that if you're the type of person that stays, just never stayed in anything less than a four-star hotel, um, you know, we, we think that we can really tailor uh, our site or our app for you. Um, so, it's, you know, we're, not, we're never going to show you the Howard Johnson or the Motel 6. We're only going to show you um, the beautiful, you know, luxurious or hotels or the beautiful boutique hotels and uh, always with amazing experiences. Yeah, and I, I'm just thinking back from a previous interview where one of the guests said that um, uh, there's a lot of talk about building apps that scale, but what people don't tend to talk about, which is vitally important, that actually you've got to start by building uh, businesses that uh, don't scale, um, rather than, sorry, do scale. Um, because, like, for example, when they were building Airbnb, they were literally going around knocking on doors, uh, trying to get people to sign up, and, and doing something that was not scalable, but at least they were building up some momentum behind the app and the uh, community. Uh, is that something like, for example, like the way you're building up this business, uh, Sweetness, uh, is there a lot of, um, uh, I guess, approaching uh, these hotels and, and, and doing a lot of uh, selling? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's uh, the most important aspect of what we're doing is creating um, relationships with these hotels that uh, so that they know that we're going to uh, have our customers have the best experience possible so they enjoy the booking process and so the hotel is actually comfortable with making their high-end inventory available through us um, so yeah it's the the relationship building is is the most key aspect um, of what we do uh, and so yeah that's I would say that's the that the majority of our time is spent working with partners uh, and then like the next big bucket would be working with customers and then finally um, working on the product and, and developing better integrations and better ways of um, getting customers through the process and uh, improving the, the entire flow all the time. So, Cal, before we uh, reach the end of the podcast, one of the things that I love to do on this show is we love to come up with a potential idea for an app, an app that perhaps someone can build listening to this show. So typically I ask the guests uh, if you have an app idea that you're willing to share, um, g given that you, know, you are a co-founder of a company, maybe you've got something in the pipeline and <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to share it with us or not. But uh, if you do have an idea, that's great. If not, then we've got an, an alternative way of uh, trying to flesh out an idea for an app. 
Yeah, actually, there, there's it's uh, uh, especially uh, one of my co-founders, Arthur, and I love to come up with concepts where, like, if we just had you know a weekend that we could put this together, and some of the it's usually kind of silly, like um, a haiku app that helps you compose a haiku. Uh, based on you, you kind of create a longer sentence, and it and it allows you to um, put the, word, the the proper words with the the right syllable structure in place, um, or even uh, an app that like is like a regex to English, an English to regex converter uh, that would let you write an English sentence that would be converted into a regex statement or convert a regex statement um, back to English. That would definitely be a, a fun one as well. That sounds like a, a great idea. I mean, we have come up with an idea previously where um, it's slightly on, I guess, uh, slightly different, but uh, the it's so challenging nowadays to actually write a, a, a tweet and keep within the 140 characters. And so we almost need like a, a writing service where we just put down what we want to get out on tw Twitter. And then that magically comes back with um, the correct 140 uh, state, uh, character statement that we need to tweet out and, and have that as a service so that we don't have to bother deleting, you know, the, the kind of words trying to get it down to 140 characters. Yeah, you could either do that with like a, like a mechanical Turk concept where a human being is helping edit that or it's even um, essentially just like a very clean thesaurus um, where it's just going to take what you have and uh, let you know, oh, there's a you know, way that, you know, this three-word combination could be, you know, brought down to just one word or um, just like a concisifier, essentially. So, Cal, we're about to say goodbye, but before we do, uh, do you have any parting advice for anyone who is listening to this right now? Who I'm, I'm personally inspired by your story. Uh, what would you suggest... To, to really focus on to perhaps, you know, become a co-founder of something successful or just really help us uh, launch a, a successful app? It's really, I, I, I you know, it, it's, uh, I definitely don't have all the answers, but what I found that really works for me is uh, it's about listening. Um, the more we listen to the people that are using the app and, and even the people that are not using it and finding out, you know, why they didn't use it, uh, it's those conversations are just incredibly valuable. Anything from um, sometimes you'll get an angry email from a customer where they're like, "Oh, you know, I couldn't use it because of you know this problem." Uh, I, I think those are some of the best opportunities out there to um, turn that negative experience into a positive one, or you turn a positive experience even to a more positive one. Uh, and I, I think it will not only help to shape you know what you're building and how you're you grow as a company, but as uh, as an individual too. Just being able to have the the conversations with um, the people that really uh, are most interested in uh, using what you're creating. Uh, it's just, it's an incredibly useful way to spend your time that uh, you'll never regret talking to um, a, a customer about what you're building. That is wonderful advice. And I do hope that you go on to dominate the world because of what I've realized is when I was in Dubai, I got to use Uber for the first time and I didn't think I was going to be a, a customer of uber or i'd like the experience but as soon as i used the service and it was you know 20 percent more expensive than getting a taxi but I, I never went back and it just showed me that you know i can imagine that if i used your service um then i would never go to airbnb or uh, you know uh, travelocity or any uh, any of these other booking um, 
systems that I'd, I'd always use sweetness because I want to get a sweet. And uh, I, I hope you dominate the world, Kyle. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we we uh, our our goal is to make everyone's uh, vacation or trip a uh, hundred times better and and expose them to a world they've never seen before. Uh, and so hopefully we get to do that for everybody. That's really our goal. Yeah, and Vegas is special for me. That's where I proposed to my wife in 2003. Isn't I remember it well. So uh, uh, maybe when I go and renew my vows with her, uh, we perhaps can use sweetness and, and book a really nice place instead of uh, one of those small uh, rooms that we had. Although actually it was quite big, but uh, it was in the Luxor. Uh, but I'm sure their penthouse would have been a lot better. Yeah, it's when you when you're back in 2023 for the. It's uh, we'll, we'll uh, line something up. I'll set up a reminder. <laughs> yeah, it's 2023. Cool. Uh, so we survive. And so, um, just how can people connect with you, Carl? Uh, how can we reach out and uh, get in touch? Um, a number of ways. It's uh, through the app uh, is a great channel, but it's even just email. Uh, just Kyle at sweetness io. Um, you can reach me anytime. Uh, it's, I, I love talking to people about. Um, you know what we're building and also what they're building it's it's always interesting to um, hear people's ideas and uh, see if there's any way that um, I can help out it's uh, it's a, a small uh, universe that we're working in with uh, developing apps and so I, I think it's important that we stick together well it's wonderful thank you so much for sharing your journey I want to appeal right now to the apps to tribe that you know you do have the ability to perhaps influence an app here by getting in touch because because it sounds to me Carl that you're someone who would listen to uh, any uh, ideas on an app and uh, and so I just encourage anybody uh, listening to to get in touch and uh, certainly download the app and have a look at it because it's beautiful it really is a lovely experience Carl thanks for joining us on the app guide podcast it is wonderful that you uh, spent this time uh, helping us and uh, all the best with uh, the development of the app and uh, let us know how we can help you at any time definitely well thank you very much it's uh, it's been a great experience and i look forward to uh, getting a lot of great feedback from uh, other app developers thank you for listening to this podcast stay tuned for the next episode if you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone then please send an email to info at onemob.com The App Guy Podcast 